Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. You guys gonna do it tonight or what? Stop! The hell is that? What does he want? Can we help you? Maybe we're on his property. I'm gonna turn your lights off. That's a real person underneath. They're all wax, everyone. Please, somebody. Today's installment to Tubi Tuesday, in which I highlight a film currently streaming on Tubi TV, takes a look at the disfigured slasher horror of 2005's House of Wax. I do my best to approach each movie I watch with an open mind. No matter the amount of films you've devoured over the years, it's still easy for preconceived notions to rear their ugly head. But over the last few years, I've attempted to cast these aside as best I can and roll the dice on movies I may usually avoid. In this instance, one of my major oversights is my knowledge of early 2000s horror films. Something that I've been slowly but surely making strides to rectify recently, and at the top of my list was House of Wax, which is finally available thanks to Tubi. Though as soon as I sat down to watch it, I was immediately skeptical of its nearly two hour runtime. A majority of slashers are give or take a tight 90 minutes, the perfect amount of time to establish plot, characters, and deliver a litany of bodily harm. So how does this slasher remake fare with its elongated runtime? Let's find out. 2005's House of Wax serves as the directorial debut of director Jaume Collette Serra, who would go on to direct other horror films such as Orphan and The Shallows before helming the upcoming DC superhero film Black Adam. House of Wax is actually a remake released 52 years after the 1953 film of the same name starring Vincent Price and released 72 years after The Mystery of the Wax Museum, which the film was conceptualized from. Despite its history with these two films, Colette Serra's film shares almost nothing to do with either one other than the House of Wax setting. House of Wax begins, familiarly enough, a group of teens set out on a road trip to attend a football game but become stranded in a ghost town that isn't quite what it seems to be. Though soon after arriving, the town's two sole occupants go about ensuring the teens are added to their extensive collection of wax sculptures. So I do need to get this out of the way up front. House of Wax is an obscenely bloated movie. It takes a good 40 minutes to get through laborious exposition of forgettable characters and their fractured relationships, which amounts to adolescent lunchroom drama. Of the lot, Alicia Cuthbert as Carly makes for a fine final girl who outshines her co-stars with minimal effort. In regards to the cast, one of the rather catty recurring dialogues I was reading online was how atrocious Paris Hilton was in this supposedly, though these comments were mostly just tearing her down rather than her actual performance. If anything, she sells one of the best kills in the film. And now for a brief intermission. 
If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. If anything, I found Jared Padalecki's performance as Carly's boyfriend Wade about as lifeless as could be. And despite my qualms with the pacing and the characters, and for as bloated and lifeless as the film can feel at times, House of Wax never becomes unwatchable. It's uninspired to the T, hitting every cliched narrative beat you could imagine to a certain extent, but it never borders on let's turn this off. There's just too much of it at times that had a good 25 minutes of this been cut, it would make for a fantastic 90 minute slasher. Because let me tell you, House of Wax delivers one hell of a nasty slasher with some terrific set design. Early on, Carly and Wade explore the town's main attraction, the House of Wax Museum, which is, you guessed it, literally a house made from wax. The museum is reminiscent of a bygone era with its 60s-inspired set dressings as well as an abundance of cobwebs and creepy wax sculptures positioned throughout the building. But early on, Carly senses that something isn't right. Aren't wax museums supposed to display figures resembling famous people and not average Joes? We learn that the killers waxify their victims in their creepy gothic subterranean workshop, covering them in searing wax before positioning them above in the museum. There's an especially chilling scene where we see the killer's latest victim, bound to a chair with metal poles screwed into their desired positions, before dousing them in wax. The dark and disturbing set design gives the world of House of Wax a foreboding sense of scuzzy dread, not unlike the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's farmhouse or Taurus Trap's museum. And while House of Wax definitely draws tonal and gruesome inspiration from both of those films, its attention to graphic practical kills puts it in a league of its own in this regard. All manner of Achilles tendons are severed, heads decapitated and impaled, and digits are severed, giving this slasher the savage bite it needs to make a name for itself. Given how jacked up the pacing of the film is, each instance of violence is shocking, given just how laborious the buildup to each instance can be. Which actually kind of works, while never actually justifying this thing being almost two hours long. But it isn't just that the kills are gruesome, but that some of them are unique to House of Wax's premise making them even more chilling. In one scene, a friend stumbles upon the now waxified version of his friend, to which he remarks how lifelike it looks. As he prods, pokes, and picks at the wax sculpture's face, he doesn't realize that he's flaying the flesh from his very much alive friend's face. There's no moaning or screaming, just a single tear rolling down Wade's cheek as his friend accidentally continues to shred his face. It's brief, but graphically memorable moments such as this allow House of Wax to be more than just a series of familiar slasher-styled kills. A handful of moments are tied to its unique premise and the killer's sensibilities, which the viewer learns about in more detail by exploring their trauma. The film ends on a wonderfully chaotic note that sees our two remaining survivors fighting for their lives while trying to escape the now-melting wax museum. The shifting architecture, the wax-masked, knife-wielding killer, hot on their heels, it makes for a truly remarkable and savage ending that has to be seen to be believed. House of Wax is one of those early 2000 slashers that definitely deserved to have more respect put on its name. While its initial pacing is laborious as hell, it's building to the pinnacle of what should be at the heart of every slasher. Great practical kills with a creative spin, something that House of Wax does remarkably well. So, if you're in the mood for a slasher, definitely check out House of Wax while it's streaming on Tubi TV. And that'll do it for another installment of Daily Horror Habits' ongoing Tubi Tuesday segment. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror movie review, and next Tuesday for another Tubi TV offering. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.